0: Hey, get in here. Hey, you! No, get in our room. Yeah, you, come here. Come on, come on, come in. Come on, get in our room. Hey
1: everybody, and welcome to get into our room. Kristen, are you there?
0: I am here.
1: Perfect, and we can hear you. We're doing, we're getting there guys with all the technical difficulties that um, have happened. (laughs) (laughs) This fourth episode might be our first one that actually goes on, um, Spotify. So with all that being said, I'm Bobby. This is my beautiful co-host, Kristen. And we're going to talk about book stuff.
0: Today, we're going to hurt our own feelings with reading bad reviews of some of our favorite books.
1: Yeah, I am... I opened, I got everything open this morning, you know, in preparation for this. And I was, like, looking through some of the things that were said. And I was, like, <laughs> there are – I don't want to be mean. Because everyone's obviously entitled to their opinion. But their opinion can be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> in my Just eye, their opinion. It's just their opinion. I don't have to share it. But some of these things, because uh, a couple of the books that – actually all of the books that i've kind of want to read some of these terrible reviews um about that i actually love these books um am like do they not know there's a series like there's more than just one book
0: (laughs) what um what books did you pick for today
1: so i'm doing a a series so uh how do i want to say this I'll tell you the series that I'm going to be doing, but I'm going to be focusing on the first book of the series. So it's After the Rift, book one, uh, The Psycho Shifters uh, series, book one, and then Shadow of the Fox is actually the name of that book, but it's a tri- that one's a trilogy. Nice. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. So... <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so,
1: do we want to talk before we jump into our main topic? We have got a couple of their smaller topics that we want to kind of bring up and address. And I actually really love this this part of our episode. Um. TikTok. This whole TikTok banning thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you been watching
1: this? I have seen snips of it, but I have not been... In an effort to make content for the platforms of TikTok and Instagram reels, I have not paid attention to everything. And, but I was like talking to a really good friend yesterday, um, and he was like the only articulate person in that whole entire room was the CEO of TikTok. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I've seen some clips.
0: I just love that all of these people, all of these old, creepy, perverted men within the government are ousting themselves as being old, creepy men. And they're like, explain to me why every time when I get on TikTok, it's just filled with young, naked, underage women. And you're like,
1: I adore you because <laughs> this, that Pretzer, Paul Pretzer is my friend. He used to be an English teacher. He's owns a record store. So we had like a lunch date, and Jake and I did, and we went down and we visited Pretzer and he literally, that is literally what he brought up. (laughs) He was like, TikTok's algorithm is so good that if it knows what you're searching for. And it presents that information to you. He's like, and Pretzer, he is a, he's, I think, I think he's in his fifties now. You would never know. He's just such a young, awesome soul, you know? And he was like, i see stuff about music and books and records other record stores he's like i don't see any dancing videos you know you know quote unquote these dirty young sexual women or or men in some of these probably uh congress people's cases right he's like it he's like i was waiting for somebody to say that and nobody said it so i love that this is the first thing that you bring up because i uh, ah yes this is why we're friends Kristen. so the thing the thing that i got nervous about and this goes with one of my other topics and i think it will be a good segue for one of my notes is that um he bring the CEO and I forgive me. I actually don't know the CEO of TikTok's name, but he brings up, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, I don't want to mispronounce it.
1: Yeah, that was- I could see the
0: spelling in my head, in my mind, but I don't want to mispronounce yeah,
1: it. Yeah, so um, he brings up book talk. <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> Cause he's like, people <laughs> are doing it to learn and, and read. That was like, they don't want us to read books. They don't want us to read books unless it's some some textbook that is literally paid for by a lobbyist that is given to us to quote unquote learn from and i was like don't Correct. say that because they're really gonna shut it down now
0: <laughs> this app is
1: encouraging people to read and learn oh. and be free thinkers <laughs> and 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 learn empathy and vulnerability through other people's perspectives and oh my god don't tell them that like (laughs) thanks for shouting us out here because like book talk is a home like a second home to me but like shh
0: please be quiet (laughs) don't drag us into this we are just (laughs) over here (laughs) literally minding our own business
1: (laughs) and (laughs) we're drowning in our tbrs but um I wanna. And you're right. It in your the notes you say we're embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> our we are our, and and I hope that people out there understand that our Congress is supposed to represent us in our thoughts as peoples of this country, but they get it wrong, a majority of the time. Um, yeah. So apologies world anyways so book bans (laughs) i want to pivot real quick real fast let's go okay so because i it truly made me nervous seeing him say that and like we've already got all these book bans going on and i'm like oh my gosh this is gonna make it worse and i i oh shoot i should have looked this like hold on um So I have gone to Germany and one of the things, I meant to pull, sorry everyone. Um, One of the things that the Nazis did in Germany was burn books, right? Literature, they censored everything and everything from newspapers to books, and there is in in berlin germany there is a memorial to may 10th 1933 of the nazi book burning and it's known as the empty library and also as the it's library in german i think but i'm going to mess it up bibliothek i think but it's, it's the empty library. And it is, this book burning happened in the Babel Platz in Berlin. And when you, so there's just this, in the middle of this square where the book burning took place in this plaza is a glass. I don't even know. It's maybe like three by three, four by four at the largest. But it is as far down as you can see empty bookshelves and I happened to be there in the evening um and it's it's slightly lit up maybe like adjacently lit up I guess um and I cried when I looked down into this because it was just like oh I mean you think about like the library of Alexandria how that was burned down You know, you you have all these extreme groups that are wanting to censor the world and take away literature and it is a true, it's such a tragedy. And like, I grew up like being grounded from books as a kid, like, (laughs) and my mom marching into my room when it was bedtime and taking all the books out of my room because I would stay up and read instead of sleep. And it's just, it is so haunting when you are looking down at the ground and you know that back in 1933 you know which when you think about it actually it's not i mean it's it's almost it's getting closer to being 100 years but like in the grand scheme of the world that's not that freaking long ago There, you know there's still people alive that remember these things right
0: and it's just a continuous, reoccurring theme of destroying knowledge. Yes, in our
1: human and it's it's. I mean, oh my god, absolute, absolutely, just pure devastation. Tears in my eyes, and like the whole thought about just destruct destroying knowledge is so heartbreaking to me. And, and I think, you know, the other thing is is that when it comes to TikTok. They're trying to be a platform of informed knowledge towards you. There will be a day when we're no longer in the middle with their algorithm, and we see the same thing that's happened with like Facebook or TikTok. And we're gonna start, you know, that algorithm's gonna change supposedly for the better. And we're going to not, we're going to start seeing stuff they want us to see instead of things we want to see. And I'm just, it bums me out, but I hope TikTok stays for at least a few more years as what it currently is, where I see right. books and I see music and, and all these smaller people um, and creators that are putting out just really beautiful works of art in whatever form they're doing, or just sharing really good pieces of knowledge and history. So, I think thing. another thing,
0: Yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. Um, uh, I think another thing for me, TikTok has shown me that Hollywood is probably on its way out as we have people that are sitting in their bedroom by themselves making these videos that are more captivating and a better storyline than the three hours that it takes Hollywood to tell a disgusting story or just a terrible story. And I think it's showing that like, you know, actors and actresses, producers and writers are actually not unique in what they've done. They just had a step, a foot in the door or a lucky break or but yes. there's so many people that are creative that can tell better stories.
1: Yes. I think it sh- demonstrates that the world, we have a lot of fucking people on this planet <laughs> and the 1% aren't it. And that yeah. the community that is around these creatives or these people just who have, who show and live their passion like exist all around us. And I think it makes the idea of having community so much more tangible. I mean, that's Mm. part of why I'm really excited about this, this podcast is finding like-minded people, creating a community and just, I mean, as human beings, we want to be social. we want to you know find this tribe and and walk through this life with a tribe and I think this platform has shown people that maybe they were called weird as a kid or pulling um from my conversation with Pretzer. I always leave conversations with him just feeling so just good but um he you know he was an English teacher, and he was talking about. Some of these creative kids that would be in school, they would eat lunch in his classroom and they used to joke and call it the land of the misfit toys or misfit kids, you know? And it's like TikTok has presented a way to have community around what pe- these, maybe these kids who were made fun of or were called the weirdos or whatever have found people that share their perspective on life and it's it's just really cool because like you're not fucking alone and i think one of the biggest things in this life is understanding that you're actually not fucking alone in whatever you're going through um because you know i've had some pretty dark periods of my life and i thought i was really fucking alone and it's just like you got to find the right things and the right people and quickly like your situation is not that unique like maybe the way you're perceiving and experiencing it has some unique elements but like most people go through dark times so like finding those people and hashing out that conversation is is good and i think i don't know i'm all about it i'm here for it i love it so page you can't tell me anything about my favorite books <laughs> We might tell you some other people. We're going to read other things about potentially some of your favorite books that other people have to say. We might not agree with them, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so we do have a couple more topics before we get into that main topic. Um, so I saw this post, and I thought it was kind of interesting because it was on Instagram, and it was from Justin Baldani, who might be saying that wrong. I'm also not in the film world very much, but I think he's, like, <laughs> a producer or something, but th- – It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover um, is going to be a movie and the female main character is actually going to be played by Blake Lively. So he made a video. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Colleen Hoover fan, but Paige, I know you are. Um, Kristen, do you read Colleen Hoover or have you read any Colleen Hoover?
0: It's on my TBR list, but I haven't haven't gotten around to it.
1: Same. I keep being told that I should. Um... And I keep getting bumped down on my to be read list because I'm
0: just- what? Not- what is this book even about? Great question. <laughs> I've seen it everywhere. I see it in I the airport to- every week, yeah. um, which leads me to a really quick um, tangent. Yeah. Books in airports, are they just really great books or they just have really great PR reps? How do you get a book in an airport?
1: That's a fantastic question. I
0: have no idea i mean cause that's super limited space yeah and the one book i did read um a secluded cabin sleep six saw it in the airport got it on kindle yeah that book sucked so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even finish it
1: <laughs> oh no um <laughs> why well, you look that up whatever it's about the reason i want mean this is because he was putting it out there that they're looking to cast a young Lily. Um, so you need to be um, 18 or a little bit older um, and look like a younger version of Blake Lively, who's playing oh, the older version. Okay. First of all, I'm like, who looks younger than her? Because I'm younger than her and I look older than her. Um, second of all... um. They have like a website. It's it if you're interested, if you're listening and you're interested and you um are drop dead fucking gorgeous, like uh like lively. Um she's hilarious by the way. I love her. Um and like her little
0: ugly duckling as a child. Nobody that was that's that funny was pretty as a child. And you can fight me on that.
1: No, I think that's interesting and we should also Google that. But um <laughs> You can go to itendswithuscasting.com. So he's, like, putting it out there on, like, Instagram reels and stuff to, like, hey, we're looking at everybody, you know, we're just putting this out there, see what we get. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe this isn't the avenue we find, that individual, that actress, um, but we want to put it out there and we want to try it. Uh, So I thought that was kind of interesting. They're using different types of platforms for casting, which I think is really smart because like you were saying like we've mentioned this before that the akatar series by sarah j mass is being adapted to hulu a hulu series which we're nervous about but um the there are so many people on tiktok who cosplay characters from that series and some of them are very very good um now i don't know if that if they would translate from a short form media to a longer format media in their skills, but like some of them are very, very good at what they do. And I just find it interesting, you know, to open those opportunities and, and going back to what you said earlier about like Hollywood not being as important, maybe they recognize that.
0: And that's why they're doing (laughs) this now. They're like, oh
1: shit, the way we've been doing it is ancient. We should, uh, maybe we should switch it up and get some of this new, this new young creative talent that other people already know and see (laughs) on these other platforms, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I think it's interesting. So, Did you find what it's
0: about? Um, Yes. It is about the young entrepreneur Lily Bloom from the teenage daughter of an abusive father and a succubus, succubus mother to a young woman who owns a successful flower shop. And she writes... Uh, Lily's life begins worryingly to follow in her mother's footsteps almost without realizing it um oh spoiler alerts ahead I basically she's writing about the love story of her parents mm. sounds weird <laughs> lots of All people right. love it so <laughs> okay i guess a a romance novel is a romance novel
1: Mm, true yeah (laughs) can you tell me about this note that you added here about the black dagger brotherhood yes because i saw this this morning and i was (laughs) like what okay first of all uh if you don't know what the black dagger brotherhood is it is a Series of almost, like, 20 book, 21 books
0: almost now? Yes, the 21st book is coming out in April.
1: And it started... The first book was, like, published back in the mid-2000s. I think, yeah, I think 2009.
0: 8, 9, Maybe. somewhere in
1: there, yeah. Somewhere somewhere in the mid to late um, 2000s. But it's, it's a vampire series. And if you didn't like Twilight like me or if you did like Twilight (laughs) and you didn't like Fifty Shades of Grey like me or if you did like it um, because Fifty Shades of Grey is actually fan fiction from Twilight um, if you want a good merging of those that actually has a good plot and has adult content and has vampires in it um, you should read the Black Daker Brotherhood I've read five or six of them um, Mm -hmm. and each each book has focuses on one of the vampires in this group of male vampires and kind of like a love story. But there's in the background there is this super deep plot happening that is like Kristen, is your mic freaking out? There it goes. It fixed itself. Mm-hmm. It was, but it fixed itself um but about this their enemy and like them fighting their enemy and it's like you're you keep reading not just because the the story and the romance is actually pretty well written but because you're like well who's gonna fucking win this ongoing war like it, <laughs> it just actually keeps you around
0: Yeah, and instead of... They don't fall in love with teenage girls. They're not 500-year-old vampires that fall in love with teenage girls because they're pretending to be in high school. Yeah. They're actually like vampires out doing, like, vampire shit. Yeah. So it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah. And so this is actually a news headline that once you look into it, it circles around to being nothing Mm -hmm. because the Black Dagger Brotherhood... uh, their rights have been optioned by passion flicks, which means if a work is optioned, it means that they have the option to pick it up later. They're just like buying the rights as a maybe sometime in the future. <laughs> That's a bummer. It's so,
1: yeah. I...
0: actually an article about nothing.
1: Oh shit. Cause I was like, oh, that could be a really fun, that could be fun. Because, like, I'm a yeah. nerd. Like, I actually, I like The Matrix. I love Blade. And, like, that's about vampires and stuff. And, like, I used, I remember just, like, staying up and watching them super late at night. But anyways, I think that, like, if you, like, merged like, Blade and The Matrix, and then that's a really good, like, premise for these male character vampires in the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Especially yes, Wrath. Like, when you think about yeah. Wrath, I was, like, the when they were describing him, I was, like, this, like, Neo from Matrix, except bigger and a lot stronger and muscular. Oh, did I just blow your yeah. mind?
0: Yes. You did blow my mind. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is the perfect. And to circle it back to the Blade series is, uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a female romance novel, so.
1: <laughs> Do you know what gender the author is who wrote
0: the Black Digger Brotherhood? Yes. She is a woman.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't... Because it's, like, something Ward? Is it... J.J.? I don't know. J.D. Ward? J... J- Ward. Ward. Yeah. Freaking just... J.R. Ward. J.R. Yes, that's what it is. Um... Jessica oh. Ward. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Fun. Twisty... And it's multiple points of view, too. So it's like, and every book has different points of views, but all, like, a lot of the same characters are in there. It's just, it's very good. Like, fuck Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> read Black Dagger Brotherhood if you want an adult. And then I have another, uh, read, I think it's called, um, uh, Reign of Night is another series about vampires that is exceptionally more well done. Um, then, it's like Twilight meets The Witcher. Did you actually read Witcher? Enemy to lovers. No, but I know the premise of it because of our conversation last week. Um, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I've seen photos of like the aesthetic of Witcher. And, like, so Enemies Lover, that's Reign of Night. That is very good. The third book is coming out um, pretty soon. So. um, Also, I saw, and this is back from February, speaking of Twilight, um, that the author of Twilight has discussed bringing out two more books or something. Stephanie Myers, that's her name.
0: Um, I don't ever want to talk about Twilight again. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure we need that. Two more books with the exact same characters?
1: I have no idea because if you, this was another one of those articles where she was just having a a conversation and she's like drafted and wrote a chapter or something of one of the first ones and it was a very she wasn't very uh she didn't sound very committal in this like little interview synopsis that i was reading and um sorry if you like twilight i'm not here for it i'm just not here for it so stephanie do something else i don't know
0: Uh, so
1: we can, we can go ahead and get into our main topic, Kristen. I do want to just, um, acknowledge, I don't know what the hell's going on with your mic today, it's tripping balls.
0: (laughs) I'm not touching anything. It's wrapped back around. I'm not even touching nothing. I don't know. Are you talking about the buzzing? Yes. Sorry. Is that your phone? I'm not not a professional. I'm not a professional podcaster. Um, and so I actually started the dryer before. (laughs) That's the dryer uh, going off. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs>
1: Kristen's dryer. Uh, Welcome to
0: amateur hour.
1: <laughs> That's all right. We, we, keep it, we keep it fun. We keep it weird. It's all good.
0: I so, always forgot that people are like, I'm sitting in my closet under a blanket, so there's no noise. And I'm like, I just started the dryer. Is that annoying for you guys? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, this is reality. This is just... Two friends having some conversation about book, but also um having to do laundry on Sunday like everybody else. <laughs> so you're good. I don't it is what it is. Now the listeners know. Uh Kristen wears clean clothes.
0: <laughs> oh it's my biggest secret.
1: <laughs> All right. So um I I what how we're, how we'll do this is I'll do my first book we'll pop over to you you'll do your first, and we can maybe bounce back and forth um cuz we each have the three books um to like read these reviews of so i switched mine this morning oh you're switching yours right now
0: i'm um, yeah literally right now
1: yeah <laughs> that's fine okay so never mind what i was going to say um cuz the first book that we each had written down was by the same author are um, series by the same author which I would which was fine but um you did mention this new book that you just wrote down to me and I- I'm curious to hear a little bit more about it so I'm gonna go ahead and okay so the first book that I'm gonna read these reviews of and I'm on Goodreads um reading these me reviews too. Yeah, I thought, I, you know, because Amazon or Goodreads, I thought would be a good place. But I started looking on Goodreads and I just want to read some of these because Kristen and I, like we were texting this morning and, and she put it exactly correct. Because I was reading some of these going, the fuck? And she's like, these are <laughs> very pretentious. And I'm like,
0: yes.
1: that's the right word. Um,
0: so I'm not going to Goodreads. Read- on Goodreads, they have a little tag or flair or warning label that some of these people had to read this book, and they did not read it because they thought it was going to be a good book.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I learned something here. I'm not good at Goodreads, guys. I just fucking read uh, books, okay? Like, I consume as many as possible, and it is what it is. So, like, Goodreads isn't something I, like, religiously document all my books and review them and stuff and um i wish i could do that but i've got too much other shit going on to get <laughs> like i
0: i can't um and another thing i just want to say before we get into this yeah um these one star reviews these people are so long-winded dude i feel like they're trying to like showcase that they're better writers than the person that wrote a book and i'm like oh my god i don't need 15 pages of you dissecting this book to tell me it's terrible just like You're like, eh, and move on. Just give it
1: a one star and move on. Oh, my God. We're in the same. This is Yelp. We're the right people to do this together. Because I was like, I was reading some of these. I was like, are you fucking dumb? Like, that seems, that's so mean. I'm sorry. That's really mean. But, like, and now that you taught me something, I can maybe give some of them a pass because they had to read this, but they didn't want to. Anyways, I don't know what that tag looks like, and I didn't see it, obviously,
0: Standing I thought out. I saw it, but now I can't see it. I don't yeah, Maybe, I think I made. I think I
1: made it though. It, it, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> so the first book, the book, the first book I'm going to talk about is from, uh, it's by C.J. Archer, and I'm going to preface this by saying, I am obsessed with C.J. Archer. She is probably one of my favorite authors. She's, she does have some more adult series, but her more recent series are all young adult. Um. They're basically romantic mysteries, uh, murder mysteries. and a lot of them are set in um, she like she likes history. Um, so a lot of them are actually like set um, in his some historical time frame, whether it's the Edwardian or Victorian era or whatever it might be. Um, but this series um, after the rift, was her first like fantastical where she actually created a world. And it's the only one that she's really um, done this for. It's a six book series. The first book is called The Palace of Lost Memories. So something you gotta understand, and then I'm gonna share with you because it's clear that some of these reviewers did not fucking understand this, is that CJ Archer as um, as a writer of these series, She, there's always an underlying romance, but every book is about some type of mystery or murder mystery or something. And you learn, and then there's a bigger mystery in the background happening, which is why I like it because you read the book and you're like, it's this super slow burn romance where you're just like itching for the fucking people to like, it just physically actually touched Cause again, like these are set in times where like men in um, like the mid 1800s, we'll say where like, you didn't just like go and like put your hand on a guy or a female or anything without it being seen as like illicit. Cause <laughs> <it's> <laughs> weird. Um, and um, so there's always multiple things happening. And across the timeframe of these six books, Like, you're introduced to the bigger mystery in the first book, but then you're distracted by this other mystery and this romance, and as you read, you get deeper and deeper into the bigger mystery and the romance. And it is, and she has, and one of these reviews actually pissed me off that I read this morning, and I don't know if I'll find it again, (laughs) but they were saying how, um, like, poorly written the characters are. And I was like, that is actually something I love about CJ Archer, is her ability to have a bajillion characters across these and like have their d- dynamics be just like lovely. So I'm I just clicked on like the two-star reviews here on Goodreads for this. Um because I I was like, fuck off with your one-star reviews. I, like, can't get on board with anything (laughs) you're saying, so I'm not even going to read it. But, um, so a lot of these two-stars reviews start out the same. I was, what attracted me to the book was the synopsis, a palace that is built almost in an instant with a mysterious servants and staff and a new king from an intriguing origin and a world where magic is just a fairy tale. Um and they go on to say i was expecting this to focus on you know this how these people lost their memories and came to be blah 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 granted this this is from 2018 so this is around the same time that this book was actually published um so maybe they didn't know it was going to be a series but cj archer is a self-published um author she has a really great um website that lists all of our series with like a th- two to three sentence blurb about what it's about and if it's going to be a series or not so first of all fucking so look into the look into it like um and then uh, da, 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 da. again it was probably so uh
0: where is this at
1: Yeah, so, okay, they're talking, this person goes to say, the, th- this book promised an interesting idea, a palace full of people with no memories, and where they'd come from. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, but that wasn't the focus of the story. It was more of a mundane murder mystery. First of all, not that mundane. (laughs) Um, Because another thing I question is, like, it's a romance novel, and a lot of them have the same situation, the same plot lines, or similar plot lines, right? Like, did you not read the tags on this book, or, like, you just read the synopsis and you wanted to read it? like? Like, it, in the synopsis, I'm pretty sure it says there's, like, a romance. Like, um, here's one that's not 20 pages long, like you're saying, because that's what I'm trying to find. Because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not reading seven paragraphs to get to your point. Like, fuck off. Um, I get it. You're passionate about how much you didn't like this book, but also um, you Ooh. obviously missed some things here. A mystery set in medieval times with the suggestion of magic. It really isn't my genre they gave it two stars don't read it then um but it feels a bit common or typical again it's a murder mystery with an underlying romance how yeah that's a whole genre as you just explained to yourself if you don't <laughs> like it don't read it um there isn't much depth to the characters or plot this is the one that pissed me off i was like the plot takes six books to get through, and the last the last two books have wild ass twists, and it blows your <laughs> fucking mind. Like, even my mom I got my mom to read this, and I got my mom also hooked on C.J. Archer. In general, you're welcome, mom. Um, but oh, you also got
0: my mom hooked on C.J. Archer.
1: I've gotten so many people hooked on <laughs> C.J. Archer. Um, but like the plot twist in this fucking book, when I tell you, across this series is you're just like holy i you do not see what happens in the last book coming at fucking all um or i didn't and a lot of times i do like books like this that are common and i can kind of guess what's gonna happen not this one no sir um um yeah and then they go on to say perhaps it's set up for more books in the future of the series but i want not expect them much from them in the future installments i'm like well first of all I would give the first book in the series four stars, but every fucking book that comes after it gets seven. So I don't know what to tell you. And that's <laughs> seven out of five, not seven out of ten. So, um, and then somebody said that this was a chore to read because it was boring. Um, not really a good book. Hardly nothing to do with a potentially magic castle that pops up almost overnight. Um, and all to do with finding a prisoner. I really found myself not caring at all and wishing there was more magic to the story. I did like the two main characters for the most part, hence a couple star rating. And I'm like, yeah, because first of all, Josie, the main character, is the most compassionate, (laughs) kind person, even though everyone that she's presented with in the story who she tries to help is a hostile asshole for a majority (laughs) of the, the fucking series. Um except for like a handful of people and i'm just like you guys suck let's read a one star review just because you said for anyone looking for a clean fantasy book do not look to this one it's peppered with bad language including the f-bomb and mentions of <laughs> of, of uh, suspicion of incest yeah there what the is... Fuck is an
0: f-bomb the fuck yeah what the fuck is an f-bomb <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm.
1: It mentions it mentions this. Oh my gosh! So she was hoping. Uh, she does. I'm not reading any of these people's names because I'm not doing that. But this person looks like a good Christian. So why are you even reading something about
0: magic to begin with? Can we circle back around to her saying there was incest?
1: There is. Um a mention of incest in the book. And there's also mention in a couple books in, there is mention of of rape too as well for oh. trigger warning people. Um I think
0: I don't think you can say trigger warning after you've already said the triggering
1: thing. For trigger warning for the books. Yeah, sorry oh. if somebody <laughs> I apologize. I probably should have said that first. You are right, Kristen. Um this person yeah, I'm pretty convinced. At, hold on just a sec. Did not finish at 15 minutes because of language, including the F word. There's not that much language in it. Like, there's... At, at 15 minutes. 15 minutes in, 15 minutes left. I'm guessing 15 minutes into her reading it. Um, The only interesting oh, yeah. thing that kept oh, me reading this book was the mention of... This is fucked. Okay, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh Trigger warning, I'll say it first. <laughs> the only interesting thing that kept me reading was the mention of incest.
0: Why are there naked women on my tiki-tac? <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot figure out why there are only naked women on my tiki-tac.
1: What? Okay, and then they go on just <laughs> It really pains me to give it such a low rating, but this book feels like it is still to grow and learn or speak before they can tell a story. Agree to disagree, sir. And I'm gonna throw you out there, dead Walsh Kings. Um, you're I'm putting you out there because that's weird. Um, you're weird. Totally weird. Um <laughs> did the Yeah. I just I don't know, I just Yeah, everything in this book is slow. Very slow. I was struggling to read it. Characters were plain and predictable. There was nothing interesting in them. Okay, here's another thing that I like about CJ Archer. Though her books have some fantastical element, whether that be magic or something that sets it apart from from being reality, her characters are very human. And they're very vulnerable. And they are plain in that sense, because they're fucking relatable.
0: yes, I would agree. so she does they have very relatable characters.
1: you're reading the wrong story, person go away. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of them are the same, and like some of the one- star reviews are just complaining about it having uh like swear words in it, and first of all, you're an adult. People swear. We would never be friends. um, Because I swear all the time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought that it was ridiculous that people kept focusing on how plain and generic the characters are. And I'm like, look, look, look. Not true.
0: I'm looking, out.
1: So... <laughs> I recommend this book because the first book is slow because it's building a world, right? And then it just dives into these twists and turns and these small little mysteries and like side quests and it's fin- It's they're fantastic, go read them. Kristen, <laughs> tell me about this dog book.
0: Oh, you wanna do Dog's Body? Okay, so for my books, I picked a bunch of books that I read when I was younger that have just always stuck with me. And so this Dog's Body, this is a book that I have only ever remembered little bits and pieces of it. And I could never find it. Because if you type serious dog into Google, it obviously just spits back Harry Potter.
1: And mm-hmm. I obviously knew
0: this book wasn't about Harry Potter. So the, this book was written, this is from 1975. And I think I read it when I was in elementary school. So late 90s, early 2000s. To date myself. Um, So it's about this celestial body that commits a crime. And so he's put as punishment, he's put into a dog's body. And within the lifespan of said dog, he has to figure out um, something that happened on earth. And he's got to connect all these dots while being stuck in a dog's body. Um, And he is the pet in a family, he's a family dog, and the parents are abusive to both the dog and the children. Um, So there's probably some trigger warnings in this book. Actually, there's lots of trigger warnings. Um, It's it's a fantastic book. And... (laughs) I just love that people are like, you know, uh, this girl tagged hers with disappointment. (laughs) It's a little flare of disappointment on it. (laughs) She says, this truly wasn't the book for me. I had no interest in it from the start. (laughs) Why would you read it then?
1: I know. I don't understand some of these people. (laughs) I didn't want to read this, but I read it. And so here's a shitty review.
0: (laughs) I don't think I paid attention to anything that was going on. Um, So I watched a video that spoiled it for me uh perhaps it was implied in some sort of way but i was too uninterested to read it read into it (laughs) so you read this book you didn't like it you didn't pay attention and now you're confused and you didn't understand the ending
1: there are thousands that's like
0: somebody watching a movie and then texting the whole time and as the credits roll like looking up and being like what happened (laughs) that movie sucked
1: (laughs) there are thousands of books in this world if you don't want to read it and you don't care about it move on to one that you do, I encourage you to do that (laughs) and not leave a shitty review about a book that you went into not wanting to read.
0: Right? Weirdo. So this, this one, she just posted it on March 15th of 2023. This book is from 1975. And she had to read it because it was part of her women's lit study course. Uh, The writing was disappointing, especially after reading Howl's Moving Castle. The story and plot was everywhere in Dog's Body. The action I was anticipating only arrived in the last three chapters, which in turn made the whole book drag. And then the rest of the thing goes on to compare this book to Howl's Moving Castle. I was like, okay, so you came, so you're in a women's lit class, So you obviously got to talk about this book but then you came to goodreads to leave another review about how it's not as good as a different book what why would you even write this review and then she's like i didn't like reading from a dog's perspective (laughs) it's literally in the (laughs) title it's literally
1: in the title that that you're probably going to be reading from dog's perspective
0: The next one-star review is like, although I love this author's works, this one just did not resonate with me. I hesitate to say whether it's good or bad. You obviously think it's bad. You gave it a one-star review. If it's neither good nor bad, isn't that three stars? Somewhere just in the middle. Yeah, like somewhere like (laughs) 2.53. Yeah, you would think. And then this one, hers is just a summary of the book. There is no, there is no review involved. There's no in this. It's just a one-star summary of the book.
1: <laughs> Goodreads reviews are not a blog page for your synopsis of a book that you read. They're for actual opinions. Not that we have to agree with those opinions. <laughs>
0: And this one, <laughs> she puts a bunch of warning tags on it. I bet if I went to her account, she does a bunch of reviews because it looks like she's got her little uh template or something. Template, yeah. This is another one she was required to read it for her literature class. Um, definitely not my favorite. Warnings, sex, none. Drugs, none. Language, none. <laughs> Violence, some, but not in detail.
1: <laughs> um. People get serious. Like, I, I think, <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm passionate about books and I'm a serious reader, but goddamn, that was aggressive.
0: Yeah. Just for Goodreads. I guess I just like that in all of these reviews, they start by restating the synopsis that if you're on Goodreads, you have to scroll by the synopsis or summary. You can you the, review. the reviews. <laughs> and everybody just restates the synopsis in their own way. And then you can comment on other people's reviews. I think um, I have a feeling that Goodreads, I mean, why, why would you want to comment on somebody else's book review on Goodreads? But before we go, I did want to read this review, just the beginning of it. This is a review from 2011 on Dog's Body, and I just want to read this first part because I've never read a review that was this good. The librarians of my childhood failed me. I'm sorry, there isn't a nice way to say it. They let me check out armloads of Goosebump books week after week. When just a few shelves away, there were a dozen magical, wonderful books by Diane Wynne-Jones just aching to be discovered and devoured by a dork like me, who would have clearly loved them. (laughs) I guess that was the first review I came across and I loved it.
1: All right, so. Side note, Kristen, do you think we're gonna get kicked off here in a second through Google?
0: Only one way to find out. Yeah. Are there any warnings coming
1: up? I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out, right? Um, If that happens, what we're going to do is we'll be right back. um, And we'll fix our technical issue on our end by calling back in to each other and uh, come back on. So we can finish out these last couple uh, things. Because I want to talk about this next series because I think it's... So I read some of these very epic fantasies and they get pretty heavy and emotional and I get very invested in these characters and then I need a palate cleanser, which ends up being way more adult content and just kind of like outlandish easy reads, but they also end up being a series somehow. Um, <laughs> and so this next series is the Psycho Shifters um, series the first book is called psycho shifters book one It's by jasmine moss um and it ends up being like and there's four there's five but the four first four books cover one of the characters and then they pivot to another point of view of another character and though i don't think they're like stellar like stellar plotline or storyline it does get good the first book Again, she's setting up this whole universe. Um, And it ends up being a reverse harem. And when I tell you that my favorite thing about this series is the main character's inner monologue and her lack of good mental health, I promise you, it's hilarious to read from her perspective. Um, So there's a lot of trauma and there's a lot of abuse in this book. And again, I said it's very, it ends up being very explicit uh, stuff later on. But the main character is actually a virgin for like the first three books or something like that um and so this review says the premise was pretty interesting it kept me reading but overall i didn't like the book all that much it seemed all over the place at times and somehow there was so much going on during some scenes that i actually felt like there was nothing happening
0: um i'm sorry wait they said there was so much going on that they felt like there was nothing going on yes Okay, just wanted to make sure I heard that correctly.
1: Yeah, I'm confused about it, too. I'm like, (laughs) what? Um, (laughs) The only character that actually has some flushing out was Sadie, the main character. And even her, um, all I knew was she was ugly. She was an ugly, abused servant, which was mentioned many times. So it is mentioned many times because this is from her perspective. Like this is being told from her perspective. And uh, most of the first book is. And then it goes to multiple point of views later on in the storyline. But um, she is very self-deprecating. And she is abused and she's covered head to toe in scars. She has bright blonde hair and blood red eye. Like, uh, fresh blood. Like, blood red eyes. Not, like, dried blood. Um, and she's, like, super small and, like, weak. And she's, she is this servant and she's, like, starved in, like, some of this situation. And, like, you learn more about all of that later. But, um, and, like, why? But, um, it's very self deprecating that's why and i think most people can relate to the fact that they don't find themselves attractive but they find those around them much more attractive um and so i'm just like you're dumb if you totally miss that premise of it's self-deprecation and that's why she constantly talks about how small and ugly and all these things that she is um so I was just like super confused. I was like, you totally missed several lines of this book, I think. Um <laughs> This person was confused about the high ratings and they did not finish it. Um and they go on to say um that they were like sick of her being um some she's like in this prison and she's like pretty strong because she's like constantly getting up day after day about being abused but when she leaves her prison um that all of a sudden she is weaker throwing up um embarrassed by herself and that's because she's thrust in she's her world revolved around being a servant in a bar and she had a little sister and her abuser who was their caretaker And it was only, it was only, um, the abuse she endured was only, like, beatings, um, from that caretaker. And she took a lot of these beatings to protect her younger sister. And then she's thrown into this, like, world where there's tons of other people around her who are, like, these really beautiful, have a lot of power, like, all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, she's got a lot of mental health issues. Of course she's gonna be... (laughs) feeling okay. weaker, throwing up from anxiety and scared about what's gonna happen, and she's separated from her sister, and of course, you're gonna, from her perspective, you're gonna fucking see all that. Um, uh, and they just don't like the fact that, like, this is, a, like, a bullies, bullies to lovers kind of thing. Um, oh. And all this stuff, and I'm just like, then don't read it. Uh, (laughs) So simple. The whole time I was thinking this could use some editing only to find out this actually was edited. (laughs) I was like, there, I could, like, the writing isn't super stellar, but like, like I said, there was multiple times where I've I've been reading this series because I've read, all the way up to the la the most recently reviewed uh released book and that is um the fifth book and when i tell you I have a la this this series like I have literally laughed out loud like audibly been reading parts of this book and laughed out loud <laughs> like from like something the character saying that's really relatable or absolutely just like hysterical like i have so many times and so even though i think overall like some of the writing is subpar the inner fucking monologue of this these these female main characters is so fucking good and it's just like i'm like holy shit like she shares a mind with me like it's just like totally unhinged Like, sarcasm, (laughs) self-deprecation, and I'm like, this is what's up. So so who, you know, these people who are saying, like, it wasn't, like, good probably um, take themselves too seriously and have no trauma.
0: (laughs) None that they're willing to admit to anyways.
1: Um, This person is mad because they have to wait until the next book for any of the romance to start, like, really happening and kicking in. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, you hate – you really like some of these characters, and then you fucking hate them, and then you like them again, kind of. But then also (laughs) you're like, don't trust them anymore, but you still want to like them. Yeah. It's – it's – it's actually – if you're like okay with subpar writing but a hilarious inner monologue, you should just read it for that. <laughs> so, what's the next book that you've got going on? What was
0: what was that book again that you were reading reviews of?
1: Uh, Psycho Shifters by Psycho Shifters. Jasmine uh, M.A.S. Moss. I would say Moss now because of Sarah J. Moss, but um, <laughs> hers might
0: be Max. I don't know. So my next book, this, again, this is a book that I read when I was a lot younger, probably like elementary school. Um, this one came out in 1998 called The Transall Saga by Gary Paulson. Um, this kid goes on a solo camping trip in the desert and then a mysterious light like beams him to another planet adventure ensues. Um, (laughs) People were pissed that the main character was a white man? No. Back in 2017, this lady was like, I didn't end up finishing this book. Um, I'm pretty comfortable on the dislike side. This is just so predictable. I cannot justify placing books I cannot justify placing books in boys or girls' hands that do not elevate women to interesting roles as foils, protagonists, whatever. The whole white, white boy has an adventure, learns about himself trope has been so overdone. I just need less of it in my life.
1: Okay. Can we just take a time out <laughs> right there for a second? <laughs> two things. I have two thoughts here. Uh, This is four, this is two. So I have two thoughts. Um, (laughs) First, most young boys don't read.
0: So when they do read, you don't have to say young in there. Just most,
1: most, (laughs) there are, there's a huge problem with having male genders read, right? Yep. In general at any age you are correct. Here's a huge problem. Because if they pick up a book, having them read an adventure where some they learn something about themselves is good. Cause it's likely they're going to pick up less books in their lifetime. So yeah, it might be overdone in the spectrum, but do you want me again, overarching theme of this whole episode? There are a lot of fucking books in the world. They all can't be unique, okay? <laughs> like they all can't be unique, and that's okay. That is okay. The other thing is, is a female reading from a male perspective of a adventure and finding yourself gives them just as many takeaways of who of them or them as a female gender then as a female main character would like why does that matter why does that matter at all it doesn't it doesn't matter miss <laughs> whoever read that review like i i don't want if i had a daughter i wouldn't want her just to read from a female's perspective i wouldn't want her just to read from um you know uh Male identifying author. Like, I don't, I wouldn't know. Nope. Not what I want. I want them to read everything, everything that they can. So you can continue now. I just had to go on that rant because that was bullshit.
0: (laughs) I just just thought it was funny. I mean, there's not, I don't know, man. I think there are more books about women because, again, more women read. So I think there's more books about female characters. Yeah.
1: It was rare that actually that I read um, a book as a young girl from a male perspective. I'm trying to think of them, but think of a couple, but um, like the Olympia series, like Percy Jackson and then like Harry Potter and like stuff like that, like. Um, but I was reading, like, I, I I don't know. I read a lot of stuff that either was multiple point of views or female, yeah.
0: Um, this one was saying that she's like, this was a very boring and forgettable plot. I had a lot of trouble following along the book that should have been for middle schoolers. I feel like that says more about you than the book itself, but that's okay, too. Um, I thought this had a very memorable plot. Memorable? Memorable? Memorable. My brain short-circuited. It's okay. A very memorable plot. Um, I read this in, like, elementary school, and I still think about the plot of this book. So I thought it was a great book. Maybe I just have a really good memory. (laughs) This one is... You know, this is what one-star review should look like. This is if you're taking notes about how to write a one-star review. One star. This book was good. Did not like the ending. That's the whole review. That's it. Well done. I don't need I don't need pages and pages and pages of breakdowns. Brief and to the point. I I can get on board with that too. You know, because if you don't like a book so much that you come and break down every single thing about it. That's just ridiculous. So yeah, that's the one star reviews for the Trans All Saga, which I still recommend. I guess it's for younger kids, but I still think it's a great book.
1: And I guess Google's not going to kick us off. Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm like, cool. Good job, Google, for being supportive. Um, (laughs) So, are there any more you want to read? Not for that one. Okay, cool. I just want to cut you off before you're ready. So, this next one is a trilogy by Julie Kagawa. It's called Shadow of the Fox. It's the first book. Um... This was an introduction to, um, what I'm going to call Asian fantasy, um, or, um, and I'm not sure about their mythology, so I can't speak if this has, but it feels like it probably does have some, like, of of Asian mythology, uh, going on, um, and I listened to this trilogy, um, because some of the names, like, reading them, I would never be able to pronounce. Um, like, the main character's name is Yumeko. Um, mm-hmm. And the male main character's name is Tatsumi. And they uh, refer to uh, as, like, uh, Kage Tatsumi, which is, um, like, the Mr. Miss, Mr. I'm guessing, like, the Kage is. But I don't fully understand so i apologize about that but i fucking love this book like it's (laughs) so good and like um this review i thought was funny uh because it she she says that i feel sad writing this review i absolutely loved kagawa's the immortal rules trilogy and also enjoyed her iron king series but after talon and shadow of the fox i think i have to admit that we're growing apart she's worried that uh, Kagawa's writing has like <laughs> changed, and I thought it was so funny because I have read Talon and Shadow of the Fox, not the other two series, and I'm like, oh shit, does that mean I need to go read those ones because they're t- they're they're better or perceived as better by people who really like her writing? And I'm like, man, because like I love Shadow of the Fox, Talon was like just okay. I'd probably give that series overall between like. I don't know, 3.75 four stars and I would give Shadow of the Fox like solid solid happy on wavering 5. Um uh and it ends up being dual point of view between these two main characters and they're building on like this quest and I and stuff like that. And it ends up being like a series of enemies to lovers and friendship and um in the, I think it's the second book where they collect on this quest that they're doing and learning about they gather these people along the way and they're just this awesome little cool group of friends and there's some paranormal because they like end up you know there's a ghost um and then there's two people in it that um they're gay um there's tons of spoilers here guys but like i'm telling you like it is where's our spoiler
0: queen do we have
1: a spoiler queen graphic? No, no yeah, I really should get on that because, <laughs> oops, uh, I'm bad this episode. Normally I'm really good about this. I, spoiler alert because I don't want to. But, like, I am very, like, I I just think this is a very beautiful series about friendship um, and devotion to friends. Like, w- literally willing to fall on a sword to um protect somebody who you know has to go on like there's no other choice that that person has to go on and if you have to die to make sure that person gets there that you will in an unwavering way and those are the friendships those are the only friendships i accept in my life so like i think it was it just spoke to me like because i would do a lot of things for the people i care about um and so um this one was funny because they take a, take a line on the book that is, he might be young with the face of an angel, but there was no mistaking the truth in his eyes. He was a killer. And she's like, guess what happens next? Go on. Guess. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's enemies to lovers, right? So, um, and she goes, it's hardly a spoiler that they fall in love. um. <laughs> <laughs> And then she goes, you know it's going to happen the instant Yumeko notices Tatsumi's chiseled abs. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, at least she knows it's predictable. At least this two-star review person is like, yeah, this is one of those books, guys. But, like, I'm fucking here for those books. Like, hell yeah. Um. And so... Uh, this next one is uh, I won't lie a part of me did love Shadow of the Fox. um she loved the world that was created or they I don't know who they you are um, but and it was fierce and it and it talked about uh, the samurai and the their like um, different realms and stuff like that um, and it serves up. A much too bountiful buffet of tropes, and guess what? I ate them up. But then she goes on <laughs> to say that because the real flaw was the writing itself. Um, they're a big anim- anime fan, and there was she says that there was random interjections of, um, again I don't know the language or the dialogue that, uh, but there's ano haki uh, baka. Um, and I, th- I always, I thought they were like, um. Uh, like enduring or respectful terms to be put in front of or behind like, people you care about or people who have power. I'm not exactly sure. I've watched some anime, but I'm not a huge anime fan, so, um, I could learn something from anyone who wants to leave a comment or something. Please educate me, because I, I would be happy to understand. Um, but it wasn't. She said it wasn't quite right um in the dialogue and she understands that she was going for authenticity but it was awkward and i was like okay like if you know about that type of stuff um okay um i don't know so i just was like i learned something in that review most of all like that i i don't know shit about anime or um like asian language and themes um this one's like way too long there's there's literally i had to scroll for like a solid 30 seconds to get through this one review guys it it was stupid this one person <laughs> says did not finish at 49% this was juvenile yeah cuz it's actually a young adult book it is literally a young adult book uh yep so juvenile's a thing um can't read that one, though. I just thought it was hilarious that people were commenting on the writing and apparently slightly offended by because Julie Kagawa, I think she, like, lives in... Her parents were immigrants and now she, like, lives in Tennessee or Kentucky or something with... And... But she was in um, California as a kid. I'm not really sure, but... Here's the thing, going back to something you said earlier is like, do these people think they're more of an expert or a better writer? (laughs) And then they leave these reviews and maybe they are more of an expert, but at the same time, like when I'm an I, there are a few like things that I am an expert in. And I, part of my job is to teach people some of these things that I'm an expert in. So when I'm teaching about, something and they say something to me that's not quite right I don't sit them out and put them on the spot and be like no you're wrong (laughs) I say oh okay well but did you know about this or that's not quite quite there I said that's part partly correct but there's also a little bit more to it let me deep dive real quick with you on this topic and like it you know help Them understand and enlighten them to these things. Like, remember, hey, remember when I said we should turn the heat up and
0: you laughed at me? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I was just thinking about that.
1: Oh, yeah, okay, I get it now. I remember, I I was like. (laughs) I instantly asked the question. I was like, so which one's the heat? <laughs>
0: which one's the heat no, in the process? you did not instantly ask that. You're just like, ha
1: Oh, that's right. I did. Because you
0: <laughs> you're like, we got to turn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> I did no, do that.
0: Good, now I watch Now I watch Instagram videos of welders talking about turning up the heat and I'm like, hey.
1: It's not the voltage, guys. You need to turn up the amperage. If anyone here is a welder, if you want to turn up your heat, turn up your wire feed speed or your amperage. That's your heat in, a, in, a, in the process. Um,
0: if you want to make Bobby Joe cackle. In a wire fed or tackle. a TIG welding application,
1: <laughs> you're turning up your wire feed speed or your amperage for your heat, not your voltage. If you want
0: to make Bobby Joe cackle on the spot, just tell her to turn up the heat.
1: I don't do it in front of, I do it to coworkers. I don't do it to other people. I'm very kind to customers and other people that I mentioned, just not to you, because you're my friend and you can take co-workers. it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're never going to forget that now because I laughed in your face, right? I know. Yeah,
0: that
1: was a <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> it was still effective. It was still an effective way to teach, but uh also trauma ensuing. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> if anyone uh is curious my education is in engineering, my focus and discipline is in welding and joining fusion processes. I am Though I have an engineering degree, I'm not an engineer. I'm an applications and process improvement person. And so that's what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been doing it for 12 years. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: Good times. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. We're a little far in the weeds, but now I got to go read that Shadow of the Fox. That sounds... It's, those one-star reviews lured me in.
1: It's an audiobook on Hoopla.
0: I will not be doing that.
1: Audiobook? I
0: don't think I like audiobooks. I don't think I'm a good listener.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, the pronunciations are going to be awful for you. They're just made up they just have to be the same every
0: time true facts okay they don't, they don't have to be right they just <laughs> have to be the same
1: <laughs> just know that the main female character is it starts with a y but it's yumeko it's y-u-e-m so yumeko and patsumi is the male uh samurai
0: i'm not gonna remember that
1: also you're gonna hate me <laughs> Because when I tell you in the last book, there was many points in which I was just, like, I'm way more emotional than you, but, like, sobbing. I sobbed. Ah,
0: good. I'll read it on an airplane. Make everybody around me uncomfortable. Cool. Do it.
1: Um, <laughs> Why is that girl crying? <laughs> and then also, the first chapter, because I told my mom to read this, um, she had to listen to the first chapter, like, twice. Because... It, it starts out very confusing in it. The first chapter is like this thing that's happening, but it's setting up for the rest of the story. And then all of a sudden you're switching to this totally other character and you don't even hear about the character in the first chapter for like ever, just hang in there. Just keep going. I promise. (laughs) Just hang in there. Just keep going. All right. Can we, can we like take a two second break? Yes. All right. We'll be right back, everybody, like, in probably four minutes or less. Sorry guys, I have the um the bladder of a three year old, and we've been on the on the stream for the recording for an hour and a half, and I had coffee and almost an entire cup of water. Ooh. <laughs> Moving on, Kristen, what's your third book?
0: righty. So if you're going based on the notes, I just changed the third book right now in my mind. So. <laughs> But again, this is one from my childhood that I really loved. And so now I'm gonna let random strangers on the internet ruin it for me. So this one is called The Divide. And it's, um, I believe it's a trilogy or a series. Um, And this is the story about this little kid that has like a heart issue or a heart murmur or something like that. And his family, they go up to the Great Divide. And as he's running up to the Continental Divide he passes out. He has like a heart attack and he passes out on the Ken- Continental Divide and it transports him into another world. I think I'm starting to see a theme in my childhood. Um, and so then he like meets all of these creatures and everything and he's trying to get back. Um, he meets like, uh, I can't, like unicorns and griffins, gnomes, dragons, so, you know, it's a, a fantastical world. Um, so this one star review said, if Harry Potter is the sort of book you give a child to start them on a lifelong love, lifelong love of reading, The Divide is the sort of book you give your child if you want them to spend the rest of their childhood staring at an iPad playing Candy Crush because books are dumb. Oh no, that's <laughs> hilarious and brutal. It probably makes me a horrible person for hating the shit out of a book in which the main character has a would-be fatal heart disease and doomed to a young death. I don't even care. (laughs) Now this, I did not look up any of these reviews since I just decided 12 seconds ago to change the book I was going to read the reviews for. This review is pages and pages. It's got little GIFs in it and pages and pages and more little GIFs, GIFs. I was just going to ask you the same more, question <laughs> and more. And then there are 45 comments on this review. So those people, those, some of those 45 commenters read that all.
1: Or are wait, no tangent. Are are the commenters asking why the fuck they wrote all that shit? You should look.
0: Let's see. Um, somebody said, this review should be deleted. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, I understand that you did, n- you did not enjoy this book, but kids read these reviews. So is there really any need for swearing? I'm sure there are many other adjectives you could have described to use your dislike.
1: Yeah, people... I mean... I'm a pretty creative person and I swear a lot, but like sometimes my, actually I'm a creative swear. just kidding. Cause I was like, sometimes swearing <laughs> does take away the creativity of our, of our language. And I'm just like, actually, Kristen has pointed out to me time and time again, that I am a very creative swear. She's like, really Bobby? Really? I'm like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shit balls. Wow, I've never heard, I have never heard those words in that order before. And then you throw it, sprinkle in a little midwestern and you get a op. Oh.
1: See Bobby that's what it says in the dictionary <laughs> See
0: Bobby. so the majority of the forty five comments are saying you shouldn't swear in your reviews.
1: I just wanna go make a comment on this comment or or this. Comment on this review with all these other comments and be like, this review is fucking trash. <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs> there is no fucking need to swear this fucking often.
1: <laughs> Just
0: absolutely troll everybody. <laughs> um, okay, it took me a second to realize that's German. Nicht mein Welt wein de zu aufs nicht I don't know what it means. I don't mm-hmm. even know if I said any of those words right. Some of it sounded partially sounded good though. Okay, didn't it? yeah, it was alright. <laughs> okay, it was I. Right.
1: I was never fluent, but I knew enough to get around Germany for a couple of weeks, which you don't need much because everyone speaks. Because Europe actually teaches multiple languages. Uh.
0: Okay. What is it? nicht mein Welt? Welt nicht mein. Oh. Not my. Don't put my... it into Google Translate, friend. Nope, I just want to sit here and wildly offend an entire country <laughs> of people <laughs> who are easily <laughs>
1: offendable.
0: They're not easily offended.
1: Uh, no. You think so? No, no, I don't think so actually well, Um, I think they're actually more open to discussion and acknowledging differences than a lot of countries. Um, I think they'd
0: just be excited. I tried.
1: Yeah, they'd probably giggle <laughs> the whole time. But yeah, um, the now.
0: No, mind. I'm not saying that. It says, "Not my world. Twists too obvious. Not exciting."
1: Mm. At least they said it in one sentence.
0: <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> This next one is very bizarre. And now tell me.
1: Bizarre than the incest one? Because, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) I was not prepared, team.
0: Can I go ahead and report this comment? Who are the proper authorities? Um, Okay, my son started reading this book and said it was confusing. I decided to catch up to where he was and we would read it together. It was too confusing. Have you ever read a book and been like, wow, this is really confusing? And so then your parents tried to read it with you? Mm Mm-mm. My parents would be like, just don't read it then. Yeah, come back to it later. (laughs) Like,
1: whatever. It was too much work to keep everything straight. Oh, see, I like those. I like trying to, like, organize things in my mind. Like, what's happening, and why, and that's why I'm part of the Massaverse because I'm psychotic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think this review might go under Shadow of the Fox. I think it might be lost. Goodreads needs to check their filing system. This might catch some people's interest, but my main complaint is it started off with too many odd names right from the start. (laughs) The main character's name is Felix. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> no that probably did get lost <laughs> felix is it spelled crazy is it spelled with an now f instead end. of a ph or, or yeah. you said that the other way F-E-L- around. F-E- yeah. f-e-l-i-x felix <laughs> was it spelled with a ph instead of an f that's what i meant to say guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had it backwards in my own mind I don't get why people people get really upset about weird names in books. But like like I say, as long as you say it consistently every time, who cares what how many letters and numbers make up the name? It's just
1: Rice and and. Resand. Ricey. (laughs) Ricey.
0: Rice. Rice's. Yeah, man. I think I don't even, when I read Harry Potter, I don't even think I ever said Hermione's name. It was just H every time those letters came up.
1: Yeah, I always just thought it was the female version of Herman. I was like, this is, this is she Herm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A she A she she Herm. So yeah, if you ever want to hurt your feelings, pick your favorite book and go read one star reviews
1: yeah really it just makes you angry
0: (laughs) at how long they are
1: yeah i'm like god i mean i don't i just give them star reviews i don't even write like little blurbs because i like i never know what to say because i'm like it's good read it like that's what if i don't i only review books i like too i think i've never i think i have gave uh like a two-star review to a book Because I absolutely just didn't like it one time. But I also probably didn't finish it. So some of these people who finish it and give it a review confuse me. Like a bad review confused me even more.
0: To sit there and take notes on a book you hate so that you can write a 12-page review on it on a website for free. Yeah. And then if you go scroll through the five-star reviews, they're like, I really enjoyed this. It just seems... Mild and interesting. They're all just a few sentences. Nobody is putting pages and pages into good reviews. It's a... Yeah. Weird time to be alive.
1: Yep. So next week's episode is gonna be an I'd Rather Be Reading. (gasps) Yes! Yeah. So I Rather Be Reading is where I watch a show that I've never seen because I don't watch a lot of shows. Um, I watch a show or some of a show, a few episodes or something, and we talk about it.
0: We're just going to get Bobby's live reaction. Oh, we're just going to do a review of
1: it? I don't think we're going to do – I don't know if we can do, like, a live reaction without being – okay we'll work out the details but it's going to be me talking about a show (laughs) that i've never seen before that kristen is forcing me to watch i'll be reading why i have to watch it expect lots of bad
0: words yes not not in the show from bobby
1: yeah probably (laughs) or i like it who freaking knows like i don't know man we'll see we'll find out but I appreciate everyone who's, uh, around for this hour and a half conversation about, uh,
0: everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, lots we of stuff. We jumped all around. We did. We went everywhere with it. And, um, that's the whole freaking point, man. So <laughs> come back next week. We'll have some more, uh, some more topics of what's happening in the, in the world around books and adaptations. Um, Maybe a mini-review of this book that I'm trying to get through that I'm not sure if I like it or not yet. Um, and the show. Um, uh, Kristen, what show do you want to start with? Because I know we have a list of them.
0: I'm leaning towards Shit's Creek.
1: All right. I figured you were going to say that. So you're going to get uh, at least my opinion on the first five episodes of Schitt's Creek. Um. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Till next time. uh, We'll see you next week.